Hey, Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Shalom. How are you, Shlava? Good to see you. Yeah, how are you? Uh, so long. Hopefully I'll get to see you in person soon. Shalom Chaim. Chaim, we were thinking about you tonight as it was started pouring during Mariv. I'm sure the weather down there is much nicer. Nope. No? At least you had a day. Oh, at least we had a part. Right? All day. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. We have an interesting topic tonight. Um, one that is still hotly debated today. Um, this is Parsha. Parsha's Nasai. So I'd like to start in Parsha's uh, Perakei, Pasuk Aleph. And Perakei Pasuk Aleph is going to discuss the 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 discussion. Ah, look who it is! It's Roy. Welcome, Roy. It's a discussion about the first time that Bnei Yisrael were commanded in the desert to send out any of the Tameim, anyone who's a Nida, a Zav, a Zava, Balkeri, Tamei Meis, Mitzora, any anyone who's Tamei who doesn't belong in the three um, camps. We'll discuss who doesn't belong to which camp. Uh, is a command, is a tzibu. It's a mitzvah in the Torah. If you open up a Sefer HaChinuch, it's the first mitzvah in the sixth parasha of shiluach machnesh, meaning sending out those who are tummy from the camp. And uh, why do I say this is applicable today? It's because as we'll see, that this was not only a directive in the times of the Midbar for the Mishkan, but it applies just as much today um, in 2020 in Eretz Yisrael, in the Makam HaMikdash, the Beis HaMikdash. At least according to the Rishonim Hui Paskanite. And we'll discuss the Raivit as well tonight. Okay, so let's first take a look, look at an overview of the Psukim over here and uh, get ourselves familiar with the with the with the material. Hashem says to Moshe saying as follows Tzavas B'nei Yisrael command the Jewish people saying the Shalchumin Hamachana called Saruavakolzov, anyone who is who has Saras. Any male who is not about Zav is not about carry. Zav is an emission, which is I once actually spoke to a doctor who says there is still such a thing today. Um, I'm not a doctor. I asked him this when I was a teenager. He didn't start explaining it to me, but uh, he says it does exist. Okay. The Tame Lanefesh and anyone who becomes Tame through um, interaction with a with a mace of the dead corpse. So anyone who's Tame like this. Now again, does it say does it say a Nida? Does it say a Zava? No, that's included under Zav, Chazal explained. Um, what about a Balkari? Does it say any, 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 uh, anything about that? Um, no, the Gemara makes a drasha from the Zav to be Marba Balkari as well. Pasuk Gimel says, so who, who's, not, who's supposed to be kicked out? Mizachar and Nekeva, both whether you're male or female. You should send them out. Outside the camp, they should be sent out. Because the issue is, what's the problem of them being here? It's nothing to do with they themselves. It's the problem that we can't have them in our midst. They cannot be part of the machina so long as they're tummy because they will impurify the entire machina. And what's the problem with that? Who cares if they, they, they're mitam the machina? Ashani shaykhin misaycham. Explains the Arachayim HaKadosh. Because I'm here. And says the only when the shechina is there, only if it, there's a kedusha, then there's an issue. If there's no... If there's no kedusha, he says. Uh, he brings the Once the the curtains were lifted when they started traveling, that was it. There wasn't any kedusha anymore, and anyone who's time to come back in. It's only when Asherani Shaykhin when Hakadosh Baruch Hu's divinity is present, then we have a, um, a prohibition of entering. And the pasuk says, "Vayasu Kain Bnei Yisrael." They did. They listened to what Moshe Rabbeinu said. They kicked them out of the machine. All those who are Tami Kasher, Diber Hashem, El Moshe, Kain, also Bnei Yisrael. Chazal, many places pick up on this language over here. It's redundant. It already said at the beginning of Pasuk Dalav, Vayasu Kain Bnei Yisrael. Bnei Yisrael did it. Okay. Why do I then have to now repeat and say, Kasher, Diber Hashem, El Moshe, Kain, also Bnei Yisrael? You already told me Vayasu Kain Bnei Yisrael. What are you adding by saying Kain, also Bnei Yisrael? They did it. So is anyone familiar with Chazal? Rashi brings this out throughout many places in Chumash. What's our knee-jerk reaction here? Vayas Kain Aaron is one example. 
Anyone know? He didn't change anything. Like, they didn't change. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't deviate. What's the Chiddush over here? Who should deviate? So the Farshim explained that uh, I think Maral in the Parsha Tzav says that the uh, Tmeim. Can you imagine being kicked out of your family? Kicked out of your home? You got to go, you got to go pack your bags and, uh, and pitch a tent. Okay, they're probably in tents in the midbar too, but not as comfortable. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you like camping, that's one thing, but probably most people didn't. And all of a sudden, you're told right then and there, you're not used to this. It's something that, like, how could you just tell me to stop? You know, people had a hard time when the virus hit here, the COVID hit. And uh, you're, you're used to a lifestyle that it's, just, it's difficult to stop cold turkey and just kick them out. Um, but they listened. That's the Shabbat that they listened. And if I could be lahagdo, lahagdo hadvarim, the Chizkuni points out, um, I realized you don't need this Pasuk, but Mizokhar ad Nekeva. doesn't say Mi'ish ad Isha. It says Mizokhar ad Nekeva, from a male to female. He says, what's that? Why that language? It's coming to include a cotton. Even if he's not an Isha, even not Isha. If you have a cotton who's Tame, he also gets kicked out. Now let me ask you, if your kid got, got, got Saras, and it's Shaykh, right? The Gemara, the Gemara in, in Revelation to Mila, I realized, when Shabbos talks about how Mila, we need a drasha in the beginning of Parashat Tazria to teach us that a child who has tzaras, the makam ha-mila, the mila is doicha the tzaras. It's shayich for a child. It's, 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 it's a fascinating thing because normally we're so accustomed to thinking, you know, cause and effect, cause and effect. Lashon hara tzaras. You know, the different, different examples in the Gemara and Erechen of, of one, one is uh, going to be culpable for tzaras. Like what, is a, what does an eight-day-year-old baby do? What did he do? You know, why should he get tzaras? So it sounds like saras maybe could be an ownish to the family. You have to start thinking about it. But why should a baby ever get saras? But it's you need a puzzle for it. The Lord talks about it. Lamaisa, it's shaykh for a child to get saras. It's also child. The Gemara in the Mishnah Nida says that a child could become a zavr or a zava too. Tommy Lenefesh, sure. If a child's in the in the in the room when a person passes away, the child's tummy. So usually he'll probably be with the family. But imagine if a child gets saras. A child is a zavr, zava. So what do the parents do? I would assume the parents go out with the child. They get kicked out. And it wasn't just getting in times of the midbar. So, no, so I'm just saying is that this, this is also like, imagine if there, there could have been, could have been the children there who were Tameim. The whole family had to pack up and go. It's a Shavach Bayas came in Israel. And guess what? When, when someone was kicked out of Machna Yisrael, let's first talk about, where is, what are these three Machnas? There are three Machnas. We're going to see Rashi. Um, uh, well, we'll get to Rashi in a minute, but just think about it for a second. Just to once we're once we're talking about how big of a deal it was to leave. Where did they leave? They're in the desert, right? Desert, dangerous. Nachashim, Akravim, scary place to be. When you get kicked out because you're telling me, where do you go? Yisrael. Where is that? Say it's you get kicked out. You get kicked out of the Anonim. It's not like there's the Anonim. You know, it's like there's like a um, a safety zone. You know, the Machna Yisrael then is a little bit of a cushion and that the Anonim surround that. It's not true. The, and Meshachach says clearly they got kicked out of the Anonim. That's really the Erev Rav. Many of the Tameim, he says, were the Erev Rav and he has a whole shtickle tire on that. We're not going to get into. But that's very scary. It's very scary. You have to think about it like this. Put this into perspective. The Gemara Nyavama says that nobody got a bris meal in the Midbar for almost 40 years. Why? Because it's a little dangerous to take get a bris milah without without this ruach tzafinus, without this northern wind. The Gemara says, which assages the wounds. Without that wind, it's a danger to to to, to get a bris milah. So asks the marsha Yevamas, Okay, so why don't you walk outside that nunim for a few days, take a vacation, and uh, you'll do a bris milah. Bris milah isn't it worth it? Says the marsha because to be outside the clouds in a desert. This is dangerous. It's dangerous. So, so you're not obligated to, 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 to put yourself into such a risk. And that's why Ben Yisrael didn't do a meal for 40 years because they don't want to step outside of the Anonim. They have Mun? So you're asking, where was the Mun? The Mun was not in, was, was inside the Anonim. It was not outside the Anonim. They didn't have to go outside the Anonim to get the Mun. No, but I'm saying, so. but if they're outside the Anonim, do they still get Mun? Yes. Yes, they do. The Erev Rav, the entire, the entire time there, you know, Rashi writes 
um, that they were kicked out of the Adonim. So where did they, where was their month? They were eating. They had month. Some was outside. I once wanted to make a diak in a medrash and a sifri that the mon of the Jews inside the clouds lasted longer than the mon outside the clouds because um, it's it's a nice shtickle, but not for now. But basically the sun played a part in melting or, or dissolving the mon. So if you're in the clouds, it's more shady and it's shadier. And therefore that would enable the mon to last longer. Uh, it's medrash in, in the medrash. Either way, um, what's my point? Point is, is that to, to go outside, the, go outside the anonym, to go outside, to leave the clouds was a very big deal. It was a big deal. And therefore, when the Torah says that B'nai Yisrael didn't, uh, didn't bat an eyelash, and they just went, they picked up their bags and they went, that's a very noble thing to do. And that's why, that's why the Torah stresses, Cain also B'nai Yisrael. They did it. They did it. They were happy to do it. Um, the Chachma points out that it's interesting. The beginning said, um, Tzavas B'nai Yisrael, and how did it conclude? The command it didn't say that when they listened, Kasher Tziva Hashem as Moshe came also Bnei Yisrael. Doesn't say that in the Chumash. It says Kasher Diber Hashem. Why doesn't it say Kasher Tziva Hashem? The Shachakon points out everywhere else where we make this drasha of oh they listened to God's commandment, right? You see they did it, even though it was hard. It always says Kasher Tziva Hashem. Well, God, you know it's a commandment, and then you have to do, and they did it anyways. Hard thing to do. But here's this Kasher it says, no, by Dabra Hashem El Moshe Lemar. So the Kasher Diber. True, true. But the Marashachach was pointing out that the, what are they following? They're following what Moshe, Hashem said to Moshe or, or the, the way that Hashem said it to Moshe. Hashem said, stop. Stop is B'nai Yisrael. His point is that if you compare it to other source, other places in the Chumash, yeah, I guess I, you have to look there. I would assume it also says that Vaidabra never says Vaitzav Hashem is Mishlam. It doesn't say that anywhere. Vaitzav Hashem is Vaidabra Hashem is Mishlam. Vaitzav is B'nai Yisrael. And it says Kasher Tziva Hashem is Mishlam. That's the structure. Well, it is a Kasher Tziva. I'm just saying, if you look, if you look in, I don't have, I don't have my, my uh, Chamishu Chumshutar here, um, or my Meshach Chachma. It's on the other room. Um, I think that you'll see that that the normal structure is tzav and then kasher tziva shemes meisha. Even though that tzav was initiated with a vayidaber, um, I hear I don't, I don't. You're right. Grammatically, it's not a problem to say kasher tziva shemes meisha. I think the meshachacham is coming more from the contrast to the other psukim, and then meshachacham wants to say based on this diak that says kasher tziva doesn't say kasher tziva that not only did they listen, they willingly listened. It wasn't just because God commanded. Meshachachma brings from the Gemara and Brachis that when a person was kicked out of the camp, a person gets tzaras, These it's a mizbeach mechaper. It's like literally getting an atonement. You have to realize, I'm, I'm cleansing myself. I have this opportunity to take care of my sins. I'm happy. I'm thrilled. I don't have to sit through getting him. So he says, B'nai Yishol had such an understanding of that that it was a kasha deeper. Like, it's not, forget that he, he told you without commanding, without such a strong language of, you know, the Chazal tell us in the beginning of Parshas Tzav, we're familiar with the Rashi cites it, that ain't lecha tzav eloshin zrizos. You know, get up, get up and go, get up and go. And uh, the Meshachachim says that they, they didn't need the zrizos. Like, they were willing to do it. They were willing to do it. They realized this is the best thing for us. Which is an amazing thing, like many times, and, and, and it could be, it says, Kain also b'nei Yisrael. Chazal, the Medjash Rabbah, points out that anytime the Torah says, Am, we always jump on that. Why, why, is, why are sometimes the Jewish people referred to the Torah as Am and sometimes B'nai Yisrael? So I think uh, in the vernacular, people say, oh, Am means the Erev Rav. The, the truth is, it doesn't necessarily mean the Erev Rav every time. The Malbim, I think, explains, the Marzav as well explains, that, that Am is just a, it's, it's not a, a language of, of nobility. It's, it's just, you're the nation, the nation, like bland. And therefore, it, it's a reference to the Pechus Mshaba'am, the lower echelon. As opposed to Bnei Yisrael, oh, now you're giving them a, 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 a very nice name and a nice label. That connotes nobility. That connotes the, the higher echelon of, of, of the people. And therefore, it could be that over here, it didn't say Kain Asu Ha'am, Kain Asu Bnei Yisrael. These are the people who, who understood, who, who, who recognized that this is the best thing for them. And that's why they did it. Um, and that's just a lesson for all of us, you know, like we're, 
we're sitting here at home, kicked out you know, of our businesses, wherever we are, kicked out of our shoals. And it's the best thing for us. Why it is, hard to know. But we have to, we have to talking to myself here, we have to, 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 to do introspection and realize that there's a lot to be gained here. Kaddish Baruch Hu either wants us as a kapara for us, and, uh, and it should be. Let it be. Let it be a kapara. And there's a lot, lot to learn by being, in, by being put under uh, duress in, in, in different challenging times. Fine. That's what, that's what this pasuk, that's what this parsha is telling us. Okay. So let's hit Rashi. Let's start. Let's begin Rashi. Rashi on pasuk base. Parakei pasuk base. Tavas bnei Yisrael. Explains Rashi. Parsha zu nemra bayoim shehukam hamishkan. This parsha was said on the day that the mishkan was erected. Which was when? When was the Mishkan erected? On Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Chav Gimel Adar, they started putting it up for seven days. That was the Shivasi Mehamadluyim. On Rosh Chodesh Nisan was the first day that the Mishkan was now up and running. So says Rashi, when did this happen? When did this parish of Shiluach Machanais happen? Must be, says Rashi, happened on the first day when the Mishkan was put up. How does Rashi know that? I mean, we, we really, in middle of so we've been discussing about the Pekudim. And when does that happen? I mean, the beginning of Parshas Bamidbar happens in Iyar, a month later after the Mishkan. So now we're going back, we're going out of order. We're going back to the Hakamasa Mishkan. How does Rashi know that? How does Rashi know that this happened beyond Hakamasa Mishkan? It says, Asherani Shoychen Besoycha. That's what Akkadosh Baruch started. This is the first day that now the Mishkan is done. Shoychen Besoycha. Right. Um... So that's what the, the, the Maral says that. Maral says, It's not, it's not fathomable. Shekvar hukam, the Mishkan's already erected. Velo yiu ha-tmeim shulachim and ha-machre. The Tmeim are allowed to be there. They're allowed to hang around for a month or two. Sheyu nechnasam ha-machre shechina? Can't be. Just can't be like a svara. It's a svara. Can't be that that there could be a Mishkan around and, and they're all, 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 around, all allowed to hang, hang, hang around. L'fikach ha-korach ha-chtarim yiu so if you're going to say, well, if that happened, if that really happened on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, so then why is it written here? So says the Maral, and says Maskeladavid follows the same line of thinking. That's why Rashi continues, and Rashi says that the truth is, Ushmoina parshis nemru bo bayom. The fifth parakon gitten, the Gemara says that there were eight parshas, eight mitzvos, which were given on that day that the Mishkan was erected, all relevant to the Mishkan. Okay, how does that answer the question? Why is it written over here? Explains the Maral, because since you're going to find other of those eight parshas, which are scattered throughout this Torah, so then don't, don't drain me a cup. Don't get all upset at me. You know, it says, like, it's Rashi saying on behalf of Kodesh Baruch that I'm writing this over here. Needs a little bit of explanation. I mean, okay, I won't get upset at you because I saw you did it elsewhere. But you still have to explain why is it over here? You know, the Panam Yafais, the Hafla, the Rebbe of the Chasam Seifer, he writes here that any time that you have Ein Muktam Umeuchah Torah, that and Rashi will will be quicker to say this than the Ramban, but many times things are just written out of uh, chronological order in the Torah. So you could say, okay, I'm willing to accept that. Yeah, but it says the Panam Yafais, you still have to understand that there's a reason why the Torah did that. It's not just for nothing. Like, okay, well, I can, so I'm going to do it. There's, there's always a reason. And, we, and if we can, we'll try to understand it. So the Arachayim HaKadosh over here says that the reason why this parish is written specifically over here is because what preceded it? What preceded it was is the counting of B'nai Yisrael, the counting of Shevet Levi, and explains the Arachayim. Read his language over here. L'tzad Shetziva Hashem al harchokas halavim midvarim hamekudoshim now, once the Torah then says, okay, the Leviim, you got to realize something. You have your jobs, and the Torah goes through it, right? Goes through the different jobs of, of the Leviim. But the Leviim, they're not allowed to encroach on the jobs of the Kohanim, right? Umino alehem ha-Kohanim appointed the Kohanim to be on top of the Leviim, as listed earlier, so that the Leviim shouldn't go beyond their boundaries. So once we're saying that, once we've given that job description of the Kohanim 
vis-a-vis the Levim. So therefore, the Torah continues and says, wait a second. says, okay, well, now that now we've discussed who can't go into Machashchina because of their of their of their stature, um, right? You have Levim, they can't go where the Kohanim are allowed to go. So now you have to know that even within the camp of the Israelim, there are also individuals who have boundaries who can't go into where they need to go. So did it need to say it over here? It's understandable as over here. Did it need to say it over here? Sounds like that's what the, the Rechaim is saying. Maybe there, and with all these things, many times there are dvarm shebesod, many api kabbalah of why things are written where they are. Okay, but that's at least what we have in the Rechaim. Okay, so what are these eight parshas, by the way? What are these eight mitzvahs that were given on the day of the the day of the Hakamas Mishkan? Number one, the Sefer Hazikaron goes through them here. It's really to look in the Gemara and Gittin. I think it's enough samach that uh, the Kohanim. Right, the Kohanim are not allowed to become Tame. They're not allowed to have a mum. Um, they're not allowed to marry different different women who, who are invalid to them. Also, the Parsha Leviim, in fact, the Leviim, on the day the Mishkan was say, was was sanctified, that's when the Leviim were given their positions. They were anointed as Leviim. The Parsha of Tmeim of the of the Pesach Sheni, that's when that happened, also on, on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. This parsha, Shiluach Tameim, sending out all the, the those who are Tame from the camps. The parsha of, because again, who died on Rosh Chodesh? Nisa Law was happening on that day. Imagine this, you're building the base of Migdash, and then the, and the Mishkan, and at the same time, Aaron's children, they start bringing their carbon, and they die, you know, and at the same time, Moshe Rabbeinu is commanding all these different mitzvahs that are going on. It was a crazy day. Um, Rosh Chodesh added on the Tamina Musafim. There's there a lot going on. Um, and then HaKadosh Baruch has to tell Aaron, okay, now that your children died, I have to warn you, by the way, you're not allowed to go into the Kodesh HaKadosh whenever you want. I was also said on that day. Um, also, the parts of Shtuya Yayin, that Kohanim are not allowed to drink wine and not become intoxicated, and even that's by the way not that much. It's really about three ounces. Um, the parsha of the Neros, about how to light the menorah, that was also given on that day, and parsha of Para Aduma. So, those were the eight parshas that Rashi is mentioning here that were given on that day. Fine. Um, next, Rashi. The Shalchumen Hamach. And now that. Um, now, what we're commanding that they have to send it's 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 not just a commandment on those who are tummy to leave. The Yishalchu is a commandment on the Bezdin or anyone around who's able to convince these people get out of here. And we have an obligation of sending them out. Okay, wh- which machina? The Torah just says from the camp. Well, which camp? Uh, is a Mitzora, a Zav, and a Tommy Mace, Tommy Lenefesh that the Pasuk here and Pasuk Beis describes. Are they all equivalent, the same, the camp? So this is a very important Rashi. It's a Gemara and Pesachim, that's not a chest. It says, no, they're not all the same. Explains Rashi, Shalish machnais ayusham bishashchani yasan. Anytime that the Jews camped, they, right, they set up shop in the Midbar, there were always three sections. Toich haklayim himachan neshchina. Remember, the Mishkan was 30 Amis by 10 Amis. It was surrounded by kloyim, which are curtains, which are from the kloy hechotzer, which was an area of 100 amis by 50 amis, which is not that big. You're looking at roughly 175 feet by 75 feet. Um, that, that was called machin That's where the kohanim were. The kohanim hung out over there. Um, it's another discussion in and of itself. You know, one of the one of the halachis that we learn um, from the Mishkan, from the Chatzar HaMishkan, is that any time that we want to make an Erev, right, a city Erev, you can only encompass an area that's Roy Ladira, an area that you live in, that, that you use. You know, you could take walks and you could take a stroll, you could play, you know, the post can grapple with what's called Dira, living. Um, where do you know that from? Meaning, for example, just to put in perspective, if you have a forest that nobody walks through, in the middle of your city Erev, and you don't block off that forest with walls, your entire Erev is invalid. It doesn't work, because it's called a Karfev She'en Ru'u You have there a section, which is as big, the area is as big as the Chatzar HaMishkan, that 100 by 50 Amais, of 5,000 squared amis block. It doesn't have to be in that exact same shape. That's the sogia in the Erev. If you have that area in your Erev, you're done. 
you're, you're literally done. You don't need to learn tablet. A pond, water, water. There's a what? Well, just... quarry. That's why the quarry is officially not in the earth. That's right. Exactly. The quarry here in Baltimore is not in the earth. And uh, interesting, Rabbi Heinemann said that when he was building the area here in Baltimore, so he asked Rabbi Moshe, can I include a golf course? Right? There's the Suburban Club, whatever they call it, the Country Club, Suburban Country Club on, uh, on Park Heights. And uh, they've got ponds. And Rabbi Moshe said, no, you can't include it because it's a carpet shane and the deer. But then Rabbi Heinemann said, ah, but if the pond in the golf course is part of the game, you can't play golf without the pond. I mean, that's part of the challenge. I, I need the pond, you know, to make it more challenging. Now, this hole is going to be more difficult because there's a pond in it. So is that called using the pond? Am I using it? I'm playing golf. I want to get around it. Am I using the pond? Sir Heinemann felt it's Pasha that it's called. Um, using it, and he said he was ready to include in the Arab, but um, he ended up not, ended up not being included in the Arab. They didn't need it. Not mistaken, actually used the wall. But he felt that uh, I think it may have won. I have to remember the details history. This is from a year that I heard of his in 1983. Um, but that's what he he felt that that's called Roy Ladira because you need. I thought it was a very interesting story. If you play golf, you really play golf. I appreciate it. Um, either way, that's all learned out from this Chatzar Mishkan. So, you know, the Artesis or Ereven says, well, one second, it has to be Roy Ladira. Who lived? Who lived in this Chatzar Mishkan? Who was there? The Kohanim? The Kohanim lived there? What did they do there? Yaakov M didn't really ask this question. What kind of Dira was there? They, they, they were not even allowed to sit down, let alone sleep. Like, what are they doing in there that makes it Roy Ladira? It's a fascinating question because this is the source for all Arabin issues. One of the biggest issues in Arabin is a carpet machine in Ladira. One of the issues that's going on right now in Summit Park, right, why we can't extend the Arab is because of a carpet machine in Ladira. That's our problem. So it's a, it's a good question. What were the Kahanim doing there that made it Roy Ladira? Something to think about. Okay, so the Kahanim that they were in Machna Shechina. Then continues Rashi. Chanias Halavim Saviv. The Levim, they lived around Machanashina. They were located once the Dagon, right? They had one family on this side, one family on that side, um, of the four sides of the Mishkan. And Moshe Abenu, and he was on the front of the Mishkan. That's where he lived. And the Rambam actually writes that Moshe Abenu's Bezdin was situated right there by the entrance of the Mishkan. So the Chats of the Mishkan. That's where Moshe Abenu's Bezdin was. When he wanted to come ask a Shaila, to Moshe Rabbeinu, to his court, you actually had to be tahar to a certain degree, right? Because it's machna levia. If you're a, if you're a zav or a nida or something like that, you were not allowed in. So the lishkas hagazis is that machna levia, machna kahana? No, the the lishkas hagazis first of all was in the mishkan. It was based on mikdash. There was no lishkas hagazis in the mishkan. But even when it was, that was not in machna shechina. That was a machna levia. I'm saying, wouldn't that be the equivalent of Moshe's Basin after Moshe? Yes, yes, that's the idea. Uh, that's the idea, yes. That you'd have uh, you'd have a bezin by each shar. I don't even remember where the Rambam gets it from. I think, I don't even think that's Mefurish. I mean, the, the Gemara, the Mishnayah say that there, there was always, in the Beis Hamikdash's time, there was a bezin at the entrance to Machna Yisrael, Machna, which was Yushalayim, the Machna Levia, Machna Shechina was the Lishka Sagazis. Um, it could be that that's why I was wondering where the Rambam gets the source from. Where else does he see anywhere that Moshe, where Moshe Rabbeinu's Bezdin was? Where does it say that? But yeah, that's, uh, that's the idea. Okay. So Machna Levia was Savim Komeshim Mefurish Mepashas Bamidbar Sinai. He Machna Levia. That camp, the middle, the middle circle, that's where Moshe Rabbeinu was and all, all the Levim were. Now, there's going to be a very, very interesting question going to be posed in a minute from Ramesh Sternbach about this. Okay, Umisham, let's just first get the categories here. Umisham, Vad Saif Machna had the Golem from that point and on and outwards until the end where the Anonim were, where the clouds were. That is, Lechol Arba Ruchais, He Machna Yisrael. That is where all the Jews camped. And the Gemara says that that is the size of 12 mil. 12 mil by 12 mil. How big is a mill? Each mill is 2,000 Amis. 
24,000 Amris. Um, if I, got, I hope I got that right, that, that cheshman. Um, that, that's where they fit it in. Fine. And that, by the way, is also Lahalach, or Moshe Feinstein says that in order to qualify as a Rishus HaRabim Daraisa, right, a public domain, on a biblical level, you have to fit 600,000 people within a frame of, of 12 mil by 12 mil. If your 600,000 people in your city are more spread out than that, Sir Moshe says that's still not Rishus HaRabim. And that all comes from these machnes. So it's very crucial and critical to know the the setup of the machnes here in, in, in the midbar. There's, there are many halachas to be learned from it. Fine. This is from the Warm Sachim. So, okay, so now that we know these three camps, let's discuss who was allowed into which camps. It explains Rashi. Hatsarua, the one with Saras, well, it could be a man or a woman, Nishtalach Chutzlukulan. He's the only one who's kicked out of all three. The Gemara says, Yeshev Badad, he tried, he tried causing uh, friction between man and, and, his, and his spouse and right, his wife and, or between two friends. Therefore, he deserves to be kicked out from society entirely. He's not allowed to be there at all. Hazav, um, or, and, and included, we said, is a Zava, a woman or a Nida. She's allowed to stay in the camp. She's allowed to stay, let's say, Yerushalayim or in the, the, where the Degolim were. They can't go into the two. Into two. Someone who touches a dead body, they can even go. And how do we know that? Does anyone here know the Gemara and Saita? How do we know that a levy is allowed to have, allowed to have, uh, allowed, to, allowed to become Tommy Mace and still stay in the camp? So when they took out the arms from from the base of when they died, and so. Oh, maybe they just trying to get running running out. They have to get it out somehow. The Gemara says, "Maishar The Gemara tells us that who took out Yosef's bones, Moshe. They were with him the entire time. The Gemara makes a drasha. They were imoy. They were literally with him in his home, wherever he was, nearby in the Machin Levia. So you see that even the Levi is entitled to become Tommy Lemes, have Tuma right there. If you can have the Atzmeis Yosef, literally there, Machna Shechina, then a person who becomes Tommy can't be worse than the, than the Mace himself. Not to say that Moshe Rabbeinu was himself was Tommy, he could have purified himself. But, um, but to have the bones there in Machna Levia, there's no problem with that. It must be, there's no issue at all with even having a human, um, certainly having a human who, who's, who doesn't have, uh, who, who's Tommy. Fine. So wasn't but wasn't the at at the wasn't there something about the coffin, the way they were laying the coffin, the man necessarily the two men have been leaving the coffin out? I'm not familiar with that. The Gemara Sukkah says that uh, there's machlekes about who the who the um Anoshim, the men who came to Moshe to complain about they couldn't do the crime pesa, who were they? There's a Shita there who holds it, they were the those who who, who were carrying the Atmos Yosef. Okay, I don't know something about the coffin because it's a metal coffin that was sealed. Let it be sealed. There's still massa. When you lift it up, you become tummy. I guess I'm thinking about too much. when there's when the tapach inside, there's no there's yeah. tumor going out. Okay, maybe. Okay. Maybe. But this is a gumar. It's a gumar. The gumar makes it trash. Fine. So that's what. So, right. So, just to review, a mitzora gets kicked out of all three camps. A nida, a zav, a zava, they get kicked out of two camps. And uh, Tomei Mace, he just can't go into Machina Shechina. He can't go literally into the Azara, but he can go elsewhere. He can go into Yerushalayim. He can go into Harabais. Now, that, let, let me just translate that, right? So nowadays, or in the times once the Beis Hamikdash was built, what are these three? What's the correlation? The Yerushalayim, the old city, that's Machina Yisrael, and that's where you can eat Shlomim. That's called the uh, Kachikalim can be eaten over there. Then you have Harabais. Harabayas is what we call from the Kotel and around, right? The, 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 the Kotel is the beginning of Machna Levia. And the Azara, which is even further in, that's where Machna Shechina begins. Fine, so explain, uh, it concludes Rashi. All of this is, uh, is discussed. You can look in the Gemara Mitzachim, if you have time over Shabbos, and you'll see the Joshua's how Chazal derived all of these halachas. Okay, fine. 
So before I get to the, uh, I guess, the hot topic of the night, I just want to make a very interesting point. Very point. This point is 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 brought by Rav Moshe Sternbach in Ma'ayad Muzmanim. If you have it at home, it's worthwhile to look at it. Um, it is the the second volume of the two of the three volume set. It's a uh, really chil It's Simon Shin Nun. It's uh, entitled Kosal Hamaravi. In a footnote there, he says, "I someone asked me the following question." We said that a Balkari, right, someone who's a who's a Balkari, cannot uh, is included in Zav, Zava Nida, cannot go into Machna Levia. If that's the case, how is a, a Levi allowed to be with his wife in his home? There's always a Balkari. How do they have children? How are the any Levian born during throughout the forty years in the Midbar? What's interesting is that there weren't that many. There weren't that many born. Relative to the amount of Jews that were born, and considering that many of them were dying, I'm talking about the, the, the regular Israelim, there weren't that many Levian. Rashi says the reason is because the um, the, the Arain was Mechalo right? Because it was so dangerous when you carried the Arain HaKadosh. Many of them died because they weren't uh, careful enough when, when, de- when handling the Arain. But again, I don't want to argue with Rashi, but Halei who that there weren't that many born. Ask Moshe Sternbach, how how would how could they have children? Every right every time a man is with his wife, this becomes tabal keri. Can't do it in machal You kicked out. So certainly lechatchila, you can't you can't you can't try to do that. So it says of Sternbach, maybe you'll say that they would uh, they would go to the machna Yisrael to have children. They would find a place in machna Yisrael. Someone would you know they would have a uh, I don't know <laughs> they'd have to go. But then you have another problem, says Sternbach. So then the husband goes to the mikvah in the morning, he can come back into Machilavia because he's only a Tvulyayim. Tvulyayim is Mutter Machilavia. But what about the woman? Right, we're familiar with the Gemara and Shabbos, right, that, that, that explains why before Matan Torah, when Shavuos came, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said three days before, a man should not be with his wife. Why? Because of a concept of Because a woman over three days, right, the Zera can come out of her and be Matama her within three day period. So wait a second, what's she doing? She's going to hang out for three days every time? She's going to really be living in, in Machna Yisrael? How you talking? So says Ramesh Sternbach, maybe, this is very creative. He said, there's a concept of mechilos. The Gemara talks about um, tunnels. With the, the din of, uh, within Yerushalayim, if there are tunnels underneath Arabayas, it doesn't have a Kedusha. If the Ritzba was in Mitzkadesh, when David HaMelech gave the Harabais its Kedusha, he gave it to the Ritzba. What about the Tehoyim? Underneath, underneath the, the surface level of Harabayas is the land, you know, if you dig a cave, if you dig a tunnel underneath, is that Tame? So many hold it wasn't Tame. So says the, uh, says the, says Ramesh Sternbach, well, maybe in the Midbar, they dug tunnels Right? And they had their own, each one had his own cave. He had his own basement. Each one had their own basement in their tent. And uh, again, you can imagine. So they were in Kaddish for 38 years. Okay, so you worked once and then you built your basement. But for the first few times, first few years, and they're traveling a lot, well, not that long, but they're constantly building tunnels. It's very hard to imagine. Furthermore, Rav Moshe Sternbach says, I'm not even sure if this concept was true in the Mishka. Maybe it's only true in the base Hamikdash, where you know David Melech was Mekadosh the Ritzba, but everything else was Tar. But maybe in the Machnah in the Mishkan, maybe, maybe, maybe there was no din of Mechilos. So he says, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, he finally wants to say a very big Chiddush. He says maybe we know like the whole the whole Dor Hamidbar when we're talking about the generation that lived in the desert. They were living with miracles day and night. The Gemara, the Tanchuma says that there, there was no nidus. A woman didn't become a nida for 40 years. So I think if I remember, remember the language is like, the Shekhinah is right there, and you think that Hashem would allow a woman to become a nida? How could it be? Okay, let's accept that. And how do they have children? She can't become a nida. How could she have children? Says Ramesh Sternbach, well, you have to say, based on that Tanchuma, that the whole thing was miraculous. They're having children without their wives becoming needles. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. Does, well, doesn't that, that happen automatically? I mean, she's tummy for 40 days no matter what. 
once once she has the child. Right. That's true. That, 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 that's, a, that's a different type of a tumma and an achanami. She had to leave for that period. Right. But for a woman to constantly just see damnidas, that, um, that wouldn't necessarily be. That's what the measure says. So he says, if that's the case, then maybe there was no issue at all of this three days, Pilatas. Now, to me, that's, that doesn't really, it's a chiddush. Why? Based on what I just told you. He, right, right, you understand what I'm saying? What he's saying? He's saying is that if it's a, if it's a, if it's a generation of miracles, so then you know what? They, did, they didn't have to be concerned for three days. If they were meant to have a child, they'd have it right away, and that was it. There was no concern. The zero wouldn't come out of three days. They relied on that. Okay, who, I mean, but they knew that. They knew that it wouldn't come out. Well, if, I don't understand something. If they knew it, it wouldn't come out, the zera, what happened before Matan Taira? Well, this was only post Matan Taira, the, the, these, these Nisim started happening. Well, they were already in the clouds. There were a lot of other Nisim going on. They already had the Mon. You know, I would assume that Tanchumas says they didn't have Nidus already then, but, but, but and yet Akash still says, you got to wait three days before you're ready to accept the Taira. He's Kaddish them. So where is this? Um, what, where? Where? When did this start? That would be my question on him. He himself says that uh, he's not convinced about this, but that, that was my ha'ara on 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 this mahalach. But it's a, it's a very interesting question, you know, just the practicalities of it. Okay, but that's uh, that's on bismana midbar. Let's talk about bismana zer. Um, 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 take a look behind Chaim. You'll see a wonderful wall known as the Kaisal Amaravi. I don't know if you can see in the pictures. Um, but you know what? We're going to use that for, as, uh, as our, uh, our, um, our model for tonight. You'll see there are cracks there in, in, in the Kaisal. Many people stick notes in those cracks. Are they allowed to do that? Where is that wall? Well, the, uh, that, that's, a, that's not the original. It's a, those, these are extras, no? Well, it's not necessarily extras. All of it. Some of it is the part of the original. The top parts are. Um, I remember doing the tunnel tours. These 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 stones are anyways supposedly directly above. If you go underneath the massive massive stones, which are definitely from the Zman Shlomo Melech. It's really supposed to be you know one big wall that goes up. So this wall is a wall that surrounds Machna Levia. So there's two issues. There are in this in this Simmons. Simmons shouldn't none deals with. Number one is is if it if if the wall was included in the Kedushas Machna Levia, and if it is, so if a person doesn't go to the mikvah, they should be very careful. They shouldn't touch the wall. The briskers are known. They don't come close to the Mekayslam Ravi. So to touch it because maybe number one the wall is slightly leaning forwards. Maybe number two is. If you put your hands in the cracks, now you're in the wall. And that gets into the next Shaila of even is, 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 the wall, um, is the wall part of the Machner or not? Sorry, I mentioned this already. Right? It, the the, the Mishnah Lamelech already declares that it's not in the Rambam, it's not in the Shas. The Mishnah Lamelech says it's really Machlik is in the Yushalmi. Whether the wall, when the, the Kedusha, was the wall built on the perimeter, you know, beyond the, the border or within the border? That's the question. And uh, and 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 uh, what? The, it's halfway, you know. If you have a four feet, the border can be. Two Maybe feet. it's halfway. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. When they were mekadesh it, the question is when they were mekadesh. Were they mekadesh the wall itself, or did they say that the wall is beyond the kedusha? So this is machlek. Is the minchas chinech says that the mishnah melech seems to indicate that lakula, that it's fine, and that seems to be the main agisha. However, my sister melech says is that many hold. No, they will go to Yushalmi. The other day in Yushalmi, I know exactly how to paskin. And maybe, maybe the other day in Yushalmi is correct, and it is Kaddish. Only Sharniknar, we're told, is not Kaddish for the Mitzorah to stick their thumbs in, Bahonos, to become part of the tire process, but everything else is. Well, if that's the case, I'm like, what are we dealing with? We're dealing with a Chiv Kharis, like someone who's Metam and Mikdash Ukdashav, someone who comes to the Machna Levia, and they're Tame. So I think because of that, the brisk was like, I'm staying away. I'm staying far from away, far away from this wall. Again, if you go to the mikvah, it's a different story. Because even if you're Tommy Mace, even if you don't have the paraduma, and you go to the mikvah, you're allowed into Machin Levia. But if you didn't go to the mikvah, so then, then this could potentially be an issue. That's one shayla. 
And by the way, this is predicated on the Rambam. The Rambam is the one who says that Ezra, Ezra Sofer was when he was Mekadesh the Har Habayis for a second time, he was Mekadesh as Kitchalashaita Ulasilavai. It's Kadesh from here and on. It can never lose its Kedusha again. Can't lose its Kedusha. Um, needless to say, there are those who argue and say no. Ubo ha-pritzen And we, I think we once mentioned the, the Machlikas Ramban, Balamar, about who those pritzen were. Could the Goyim take it off? Or does it have to be Jews? Bizman Hanukkah? That's a Hanukkah shmuz. But bottom line is, it, there's, there's, there's what to say that, the, that it lost its, the wall at least lost its kedusha because of Chilaluha. And therefore, the Rabbi Shishtarmach says there are those who argue that even if you wanted to say that it was Kitsch, but then it lost it when Pribao Pritzim Vachilalua. They came and they desecrated it. And once you desecrate Harabais, then it loses its Kedusha. But says Rabbi Shishtarmach, you got to see this. He says, that was before the Medina. Rabbi Shishtarmach, is anyone here know Rabbi Shishtarmach? He's one of the biggest Kanoim who exists today, right? From the Brisker family, who says the Medina is. Treif, Treif in Medina. He doesn't hold of anything in the Medina. But he says, even if they're Kaifer, and even if they, you know, were against them, the Medina, the Zionists, at the end of the day, they're not Pritzim, meaning they're not out to desecrate the Kaifer. He says, to the contrary. Okay, maybe today with the, you know, the, the women from the world, uh, that, that might be different. But he says, they're out, they're, out, they're out to give a covet. And he says, well, since they're out to give a covet, so now, the Chilulu is gone, and we're back to the kitchen of Asalavai. The Kedusha is, was, was Paka Lashaita, and now it's back, and now it's worse. That's what Moshe Sternbach says. He says, and now your own logic of Paul Pritzel doesn't apply anymore because now the Islam Aravi should be Kaddish. This is one, 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 this is his, his argument. I would, I would just say it's not like the Ravid. You can't have a conversation about Harabayas. This is really a very miniature conversation of a much larger subject, but the the Ravid, the famous Shittas Haravid, the Ravid holds that no, that Ezra HaSoifer, when he when the Gemara says Kitchel Lashayit Lasalove, that's only referring to the rest of Eretz Yisrael, the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. But the Beis Hamikdash says the Ravid, Ezra would never do that. He never would give a Kedusha Lasalove only as long as the Beis Hamikdash is standing because he knew. He knew that there's going to be a time when Mashiach is going to come. There's going to be a base by a shlishi. Everything is going to be a whole new project. The whole thing is going to be new. And therefore, that, we're waiting for that Kedusha. Out of Kavite, he says, for the, that Kedusha, Ezra did not want to make the Harabai's Kadesh lost love. And you know what the arrival concludes? He says, Kach Hashem This Pshat in the Gemara, it was revealed to me Hashem gives those who fear him secrets, that secret was given to me. And there are those who say, because there's another Ravid elsewhere, that's from Elio Navi. Elio Navi told the Ravid that this is Pshat and the Gemara. Okay, we'll have a discussion with Eloi Bashamayim, here we can have that discussion. But the Ravid writes, it's the Ravid. He writes, it's on the Rambam. You can take a look. And, um, <clears throat> and therefore, says the Ravid, nowadays, you go up to Harabais, you're not Chayv Karis. not Chayv Karis. But that's a, a das yachid, this rivet. And the uh, conventional psak goes with the Rambam. The Bizman has it, it's and someone who goes up to Harbais and Yistame is Chay of Kais. And therefore, people who are going up to Harbais is very dangerous, very scary. Um, even if they claim they know the right, the right uh, dimensions, Ramesh Sternbach also has a piece on that, um, trying to argue that how do you really know? You can take a look at that in the Simon. Um, you know, where, you know, you, you think you know where things are. He's, he's, he's right there. He writes that a lot of the archaeologists, you know, they're constantly finding new things and they're, they're discovering, oh, we thought that the, this was the boundary. No, no, now this is the boundary and this is the boundary. And since that's kind of shifting, you got to be a little careful. Um, fine. That's what he says there. The one other issue. Um, oh boy, I didn't realize the time because I was on full screen. I'm over time. I'll just mention the last issue over here that the that the the Ramosh deals with is getting Hano. Are you allowed to, there's, a, there's an issue of getting Hano from Kachim, right? And uh, when you put your little letter into the Kaiso, is that called getting Hano? I mean, Nene, I mean, not Kleisharis, I mean, Nene from 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 Hektish. If the, if the stones are are Huktish, the Mikdash. Again, it depends which stones are there. Were they hooked or not? But even if they are, uh, I think he has a on that. Um, 
could be that there's an iser of getting hana, and therefore he says, stay away. That's a Ramayisha of Sternbach, that's what he writes. Um, you can ask, ask your local Orthodox rabbi what to do next time you want to go there and put a, put a letter in there. But um, it's a very interesting discussion. So Karis is an issue. Um, maybe Hana might be an issue, maybe not. That's not as big of an issue as, as Tuma. And, um, and that, that concludes it for this week. So hopefully you'll walk away with more of a deeper understanding of what's going on in the Machanais. Bizman Haheim, Bizman is it. Would this yeah. Hana apply if you, let's say, you benefit from the shade of the wall? No, that's the first, that's the first Gemara. The Gemara says that Rabbi Yechanan Benuri would give shear in the shade of the of the Beis HaMikdash, and that's because it, that wasn't the Tzorich of the, of the Beis HaMikdash. So getting net, that type of Hana, that type of Hana wasn't included in it. I don't remember from Meisha Sternbach, um, honestly, I did not have a chance to review the shtickle here. Um, if he deals with that, if he deals with that Shiloh, the Gemara Psachim there that you're talking about. It's a long piece. I'll try to look for it. Okay. Alrighty. All right. Take care, everyone. Uh, I want to ask you one. one yeah. Of, uh, just, I just finished learning from your, uh, this had to do with your Shiloh and Chuvish. Where you brought down that chobali um, nefesh, and you said, well, "What's a you know chobali nefesh is machmer? We're not." And you said, "Yeah, what exactly is a bali nefesh?" And you brought down the Gemara. What's it, what's an adam kosher that's brought down? Like, what yeah. does it mean? I just learned that sugi and kiddushin of our Mahir Rav. Adam kosher when it talks about um, being misyachet with an isha, it doesn't apply to adam kosher. Right, what was Rashi there say? So, well, but there's the Gemara that 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 meanwhile, Rav and Rav Yehuda were walking. And they were very concerned because there was a woman in front of them. And he says to Rob, why are you concerned? We're on the, we're, we don't have a problem. You're the one who said, as long as it's Adam Kosher. And he says, what, you think we're Adam Kosher? We're not Adam Kosher. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know if I'll never say the same thing, but Adam Kosher, even Rob wasn't an Adam Kosher. Right, I'm saying these, these terminologies, they change over time. You know, we talk about an Ish Kosher. Like we, we throw it around today, a guy who's an average of good balabas, Ish Kosher. And I'm going to Rob himself. Then, yeah. Uh, all right. Okay, take care. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.